Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Orbital Command Alliance Hour. Let's take a listen. What's going on, guys? We sit in silence. Yo, how you doing, man? Good, good. Just uh, getting ready to post this space on Telegram, on Discord, get the party started. Hey, hey guys, been at the party. What's going on, MB? All good here, man. Thanks. How was um? How was New York? How was NFT extravaganza over there? It was really good. I went to the event for the first time, and it seems like the OGs are not a fan of the NFT NYC events anymore. So, what I kept hearing was that. Three years ago, it was really big, like a bunch of people were there. Two years ago, uh, it got smaller, last year smaller, and then this year smaller. So it's just been getting worse and worse with attendance, which I guess if you look at the, the overall market in general, like if you look at OpenSea and how much um, unique addresses are trading NFTs and volume and all that, it is going lower so yeah so i mean i liked the event because it was my first time there so it was cool just to experience that and we had a booth so i got to meet a lot of people like i was just there talking to to people all day so i had a great time first time in new york as well so i explored the city a bit that's excellent yeah i'd love to go to one of those events one day yeah it's a it's a bit of a hike from australia though <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, we can still see a lot of attention around NFTs and I saw, you know, some of our friends from Cosmos, I saw V-Bands and Lil Gaines, Maria from Women of, Co- or Women from Cosmos. Um, yeah, so, uh, Stargaze, uh, Amanda from Angel Alliance, she, set up a panel with different marketplaces. So uh, I, I didn't get a chance to be there for the for the live uh, panel discussions. So I just heard about it uh, when I got there, but they had Stargaze, they had Stash, they had One Planet, they had Magic Eden and Rarible. So there was five different marketplaces and uh, Lil Gaines, he was the moderator so, uh, you know, it sounds like, you know, Amanda was able to bring together marketplaces and talk about what makes them unique, comparing them to each other. So, yeah, I think that there was a lot of alpha, you know, being thrown as well, which is usually what happens at these events. Excellent. That's great. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, today, I think 
we're just going to talk generally about um, about Alliance. Um, I think the um, the Phoenix um, software upgrade for the chain, um, the votes just passed. Um, so it's a pretty timely um, to hold a to hold a space, I think, for the community and, and sort of maybe go through that. I think we will have um, someone from TFL. I think Evan, uh, head of engineering, might be joining us um, if he's not already on. Um, so, yeah, he will be uh, very um, well informed about what's going on with Phoenix and and other developments with, you know, Alliance, um, Enterprise, perhaps Feather too. So, um, yeah, we'll wait for Evan to join us. Cool. Well, while we wait for that, what about if you, if you can, if you can give us maybe a TLDR of what, uh, so you're saying the, the, there's a proposal? So like w what that is and what we will be able to do if that all goes through. Yeah, well, um, as I understand it, I mean, the Phoenix um, software upgrade is, is a large upgrade um, on the scope of or scale of um, 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 so the previous last one we had. Um, Look, basically, it's um, it's upgrading the uh, uh, core software on the chain. Um, so, look, I, I'd actually prefer to go through this with Evan, who I have a lot of questions myself. But um, yeah, the main, I mean, the main component of the Phoenix upgrade that we're all interested in is the Alliance module, which um, um, I think officially will be um, yeah, green lighted um, now that this vote has passed. Okay. Well. Yeah, I think that that is a good uh, thing that is happening, right? Because in general, we want to bring more attention towards Alliance and the benefits that that come with enabling that. And if, if that already has been working for other chains, such as Whale, then uh, now using that in Terra makes sense. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely want to get more of an understanding of how to apply the Alliance module, right? How, how, how are the users, how are the lunatics going to benefit from this? What can we expect uh, utility-wise for you know, the LSDs and, and all of that? Are we in that sense, I haven't just joined and invited them all. Um, are we interested in any of the other upgrades or are we going to just focus on the alliance module for now i i think we can talk in general about um you know alliance or any of the other you know projects that are, that are happening in terra rebel uh we can touch on um, obviously enterprise um and and feather which is a little bit further away i think but uh yeah um keep it a discussion um about the initiatives in that are happening in terra and around cosmos at the moment related to terra sounds good Hey, Evan, thank you for taking the time to join us. Um, as far as I'm aware, you're responsible for all the documentation that goes out on the Terra Money site. Could you, um, I mean, I'm not too familiar with your background. Could you maybe just sort of give us a bit of a TLDR on what you actually do in your title for TFL? Hey, yeah. Um, thanks for having me on here. My name is Evan. I do pretty much all the documentation for um, the Terra blockchain. So 
if you've been on the Teradoc site. I've probably written or edited um, everything you've read and then the same for Alliance and Warp and Enterprise. And so my job is basically understanding how things work and then trying to, um, you know, produce educational materials or uh, informative writings on how things work and how you can use the different applications we have um, and build. And uh, that's that's pretty much my job. Been here a while and uh, love learning um, about all the new things happening on Terra and writing about them. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining the space today. Um, we've got MB, who's quite interested in Alliance, is pushing that with Orbital Command. I believe he might have some questions or comments to get started. Yeah, look, I, I thought maybe it's worthwhile just giving a bit of a, a rundown of what Alliance is. I think most people in the community have heard about it and would be you know, broadly familiar with um, what Alliance is and its benefits. But look, um, I'll, I'll have a go at, at breaking it down myself and then and get Stan ready to be corrected if I make any mistakes. But look, the way I see it, look, Alliance is, look, it's a Cosmos SDK module. It's, um, it's open source, so any chain can integrate it. It's completely free and it's out there now. Um, so the Alliance module has been already fully audited and um, actually integrated by two other chains um, on their mainnet, Kujira and Migaloo. Um, you don't need to form an Alliance with Terra to use the Alliance module. Um, the Alliance module simply facilitates um, mutual economic growth between any two chains um, through exchanges in stakeable assets. Um, it's also worth noting that Alliance does not compete with either interchain security from Cosmos Hub or mesh security from Osmosis, both of which really provide quite different things. So what Alliance does essentially is it allows any yield-bearing assets to be staked into the Alliance module and receive that chain's L1 inflation rewards um, towards that asset. Um, Alliance assets can be created by, are created um, through whitelisting, through governance um, on a host chain. Um, what else? Mm, you can make future changes to any Alliance asset, which is great. It's very flexible at any time you want, so through governance. So you can add or remove an Alliance asset and you can change the reward weights, rate, weights, I should say, and the take rates. So it's quite dynamic and adjustments can be made to a chain's ecosystem as it grows or the priorities of that ecosystem change. Um, in terms of use cases uh, and motivation for using Alliance, uh, I guess attracting liquidity to a chain is definitely one of the biggest uh, reasons to use it, to use Alliance. For example, a uh, you know, liquid staked version of Atom, like ST Atom, could be whitelisted and staked on a particular chain that the take rate could be set to zero, meaning that for people that stake ST Atom on that chain, they have the ability to earn Atom staking yield, but also earn the other chain's yields as well from their native uh, inflation. 
Um, that's going to be extremely attractive for a lot of people throughout Cosmos. Um, then there are some other use cases which um, I think are going to be pretty fascinating, um, and perhaps we can discuss more on this call. Um, but things like um, using NFTs as stakeable assets or even um, incentivizing individual protocols and individual builders by adding them as alliance assets and thus helping them develop projects on a chain. Um, use cases like that are you know, amazing, mind-blowing. So overall, alliance I see is it's a tool essentially to direct a chain's uh, you know, monetary policy. I think Zion said that on a call recently and that really resonated with me. So directing a chain's monetary policy Without an alliance, without alliance module, a chain is kind of stuck with standard staking of its native assets. But with the alliance module, you can direct or redirect L1 inflation rewards and fees to incentivize all kinds of different activity and growth um, in different areas of the chain. Um, and I think it's going to create a huge lift overall for um, you know the Cosmos ecosystem as uh, as other chains take it on board. Um, it's really quite exciting. Yeah, that's a that's a great introduction. Um, I'm super excited about the Alliance module, something that we've been working on for a while, and um, I'm really glad it's finally going to be here soon. Um, once the chain upgrades, Terra will have the Alliance module. And uh, just wanted to reiterate some points you made that, um, you know, Alliance really allows any asset uh, you want to be staked on your chain and to earn staking rewards. And so basically, it's a way for chains to say, we want to allocate this percentage of our reward pool to this asset or these assets. You can have multiple Alliance assets. And so let's say, like just for example, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but let's say we want some Kujira on some Kuji on Terra. We would say, okay, we'll take the Terra reward pool. We'll take a percentage of that. Um, like one percent of the reward pool will be reserved for people who want to stake Kujira on um, on Terra. And so, what? what this enables is is for the first time you get to have um basically uh like global trade between two blockchains uh think of it like two countries um who have been kind of isolated which each chain in the cosmos um is kind of isolated we're getting to see more um uh, globalization with uh, things like IBC and now the Alliance module, which allows other assets to go to other chains and be staked and get rewarded. And then if, if you're staking um, an Alliance asset, you will get rewards in the form of, mainly in the form of the chain's uh, native asset, if that makes sense. Um, want to apologize to everybody. I'm uh, coming down with a cold, so uh, my voice sounds a little tired. But that's 
kind of the basis of it. And we can get into more of the nitty gritty if you guys have questions. Um, or we can talk more about use cases, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, I, I think um, jumping into some use cases might be really helpful, um, Evan, if that's if that's possible. Um, yeah, we touched on you know the basic ones, attracting liquidity, and um, but then the more the more interesting ones, you know, NFTs or um, as a way to um, bootstrap or finance projects. Or I'm sure you have other examples that um, you've heard of your way, which we'd love to hear. Yeah. I mean, I can't really say, I'm not, I don't know exactly how Alliance is going to be used on any chain because it's an open source module and all chains are pretty much permissionless. Um, and I'm excited to see how people use it. And it's already being used on um, Megaloo. Uh, and I think it has some pretty cool applications. Like you mentioned NFTs. Well, they're, you know, NFTs are non-fungible tokens. So theoretically, and I think it would require another update to the Alliance module, but you could have, you could um, give a portion of staking rewards to people who stake their NFTs natively on the chain. Um, that's a use case that's pretty interesting. There's, I mean, once you get into LSDs and take rates, it gets pretty complex. And so this is another use case where, um, let's say you have the Luna LSD, and this is happening on Megaloo, I think, is um, some different Luna LSDs, which are yield bearing. An LSD is a liquid staking derivative, basically I stake Luna, and then I get this token that represents um, not only that uh, principal Luna, but the yield um, growing from staking rewards that that Luna is generating. And so I take that token and I stake it on another chain uh, through the Alliance module. And the Alliance module on that chain, there's a parameter called the take rate. And so the take rate is kind of like a tax. And so let's say Luna, I think, has a LSD appreciation rate of around 16%. I mean, for, for general purposes, we'll just say 16. So that means that my staked Luna is growing at a rate of 16%. If I set the take rate to be uh, close to that 16%, I'm getting taxed about as much as I'm yielding on that Luna. So there's kind of a delta net uh, net neutral there, um, but the the other thing is that the reward weight of that alliance um, on that chain is going to give me staking rewards in that chain's native asset. So I'm kind of trading through that take rate tax, trading my Luna LSD rewards for the rewards. Um, of a different chain. And uh, that tax gets redistributed to the reward pool and distributed equally to um, stakers depending on their stake. And so not only am I exposed to different assets, stakers on that chain that I'm aligned staking on get exposed to 
the LSD that I'm putting in, which is Luna. So they will receive in their rewards um, the revenue from that take rate tax. And I will receive a little bit of that too. Um, it's just kind of a cool way that chains can trade rewards and users can be rewarded in, in diverse various assets. And so I can get exposure to many, many different assets, including ones that I like wouldn't really think to use. And I think that's a super interesting, um, has some interesting applications in what we'll see because, you know, you'll end up seeing maybe other chains building protocols around the Alliance assets where people are getting rewarded in these various IBC assets and um, chains want to keep them on their chain. And so they build protocols around that to lock up that liquidity or build new alliances based on that. And so there's, um, it's just a, opens up a whole new world. Can I, I jump in with question slash comment? Sure. Um, I, from what you're saying, this sounds super exciting. It sounds super important. And it concerns me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, I suppose it's none of my business, but like, what is TFL doing to promote this? Is TFL involved in like a marketing push? I mean, what about like talking to every single chain in Cosmos, starting with the small ones? Um, and I tell you, Stride did a masterclass in this, like um, getting some small players involved to begin with and then rolling up going, going for bigger and bigger assets. Like, there, there's no reason why every single chain in Cosmos should not be running the Alliance module. Yeah. And so far, there's what, two plus Terra. Um, I mean, are you relying on the community to do this? And we, the community can do this. Um, but yeah, what, what's this? Is there a strategy? I mean, the strategy will have to be decided through, decided through governance. Um, any, any Alliance asset and its parameters. Uh, any asset that that wants to be staked in the alliance module, you have to whitelist it through governance, and so that's a whole governance proposal process. Um, and we'll provide. Sorry, sorry, Evan. I, I must have mis-explained myself. Um, yeah, that it wasn't that side I was talking about. It was more like, okay, Kajira, they've installed the alliance module, or they ordered it through their governance. Um, Megaloo's done the same. We, Terra's just done the same. Like, how how are we, as a community, as or as TFL, whatever, um, how are we encouraging other chains to install the Alliance module? Oh, yeah, I think we're in touch with um, a bunch of other chains. I'm not really on the um, on a team that really does that. <laughs> I'm mainly the writer, but. Uh, I mean, the whole idea of alliances is to create alliances between chains. So um, it's kind of permissionless in a sense that I can create alliance with another chain without that chain um, needing to really uh, okay anything. Um, but 
in a sense, like you you kind of want to be talking to that chain if you're going to form an alliance with them. Um, so I think we have a number of chains we're talking to. I don't know the exact number, so I can't really get you that. But I can tell you that in the very near future, um, we'll be uh, explaining further, like uh which alliances that we want to form uh on terra and i think putting out the alliance module as an open source module um i mean it's really in the spirit of community to let any chain um decide to use the alliance module and then kind of you know respecting the sovereignty of each chain to decide what they what assets they want to use. I think that as we see more chains adopt it, I think that the chains that aren't adopting it will realize that, oh hey, we're missing out on something really cool here. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question pretty well, but that's probably the best I I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it it will become a snowball, um, but it's it's just I suppose getting the snowball started or getting the rock sort of yeah I will start to shift downhill. Um, yeah, I think chains are integrating it. Uh, we're in talks with chains that are asking questions about integrations and stuff. Chains that I didn't even know existed, and chains that like. I didn't know would be interested in the Alliance module. And they seem super interested and are asking a lot of questions um, and are just running with it. I think there are some chains, like even thinking about building on top of it in ways that um, I wouldn't have thought of, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I think I've read or heard Someone mentioned that there are as many as eight eight chains so far that have uh, you know signed up for for Alliance or shown indicated that they are keen to install the module. I think Kajira and Kajira and Migalu, of course, and then Carbon, um, Ox Carbon, Chihuahua, Yumi. Um, I think those are the ones I've heard of, and obviously a few others as well. I was on a call, um, a space with uh, an OC space with um, Secret Network. Um, guys from Shade just last week and brought up the Alliance module and asked their interest in it. And yeah, look, they had, they'd heard about it. They were interested in it, very interested actually. And um, I think have since followed up and connected with yeah the, the people, the right people to explore how to progress you know, possible integration. So yeah, my feeling is yeah, a lot of the um, yeah the um, you know, promotion. Um, or business development for alliance is going to happen kind of organically, but also through you know community just talking about it. I think that's going to be a pretty powerful um, way to spread the word too. Yeah, I definitely think so as well. Um, and then you brought up a good point. Like alliance assets don't have to be native assets either. They can be like a, a protocols token. They could be, I mean, it's it, it could be really any any token, um, IBC tokens, you could see, uh, you could run with it and, and do like wrapped Bitcoin if you want. Um, it's really open to 
your imagination, which is pretty cool. Um, so attracting users from even outside of the cosmos uh, to be exposed to, you know, Terra's assets, Cosmos assets. Um, it's really exciting. You guys have any other questions or comments? As to the number of alliances, I don't, I'm not really sure on a firm number, but I think like eight to 10 work just right now um, is, is pretty close. And there's definitely going to be more in the future. Um, I even think that uh, like some additions to the Alliance module in like a V2 is already being thought about. Um, I don't really know what those features are, but I know that there is a lot of buzz around it. Yeah, that's super exciting, Evan. Wow. Um, hey, look, I'm um, just on the, um, the Phoenix software upgrade. Um, would you be able to sort of run us through um, the, you know, the basics of, of what, what's involved with that and the significance of it to the chain? Um, I think everybody's aware of it, but um, when we start talking about modules and um, SDKs, it you know, sometimes it gets a bit deep for most people, but like myself, um, yeah, would appreciate that. Yeah, I can go through um, the points of the upgrade. This is a pretty big upgrade. I like, I don't know if you guys remember the days of the Columbus 5 upgrade. Um, this is kind of uh, probably one of the major, up, like it's up there with Columbus 5. This might actually have more stuff in it than Columbus 5 did because we're adding more modules. And so basically what this upgrade is, is we're upgrading our um, Cosmos SDK version to 46, which... Um, you know, includes some changes to some core modules. There's some new um, different things happening. One of the changes is in governance. I think that we're doing away with burning deposits for uh, any case except no with veto. So you'll get your deposit turned in any case that's not no with veto. That's kind of a major change um, happening that I think is important for people to know about um, going forward. And so the other changes included in this upgrade are um, we're bumping our IBC versions, I think from V3 to V6, which is going to help out a lot with all the IBC transactions that need to happen to get assets on Terra from other places, and then Luna to other places um, through the Alliance module. And so a lot of the other modules being added, um, the real focus of that is so that we can have the Alliance module. Obviously, um, the Alliance module is, is the main feature of this upgrade, I think. Um, but we're also doing like the ICA controller module, which is um, interchain accounts, which I won't really get into because it gets pretty complicated, but basically this is allowing um, just a better IBC functionality for Terra to be able to, um, you know, trade with the greater cosmos. And then we're also adding the token factory module, which is an interesting module that I think Osmosis 
um, first developed. It's kind of another open source module that a lot of uh, chains in the Cosmos are um, adding in. And that is basically for token creation and um, token, uh, it's a, um, how do I put it? It's for it, it's for naming and addressing tokens so that you don't have token name collisions. Um, it's a it's a little bit dry. A lot of these, except the alliance module, but um, I think that they're on the Teradoc right now. I did a write up of all the new additions happening. So if you go to the Teradoc site, and there's a TerraCore upgrade, the V. 2.3.0 upgrade details each of these in depth. Um, and then at the end, there's the addition of the Alliance module. And so what will happen for the upgrade is the chain will halt at a certain block height specified in the proposal. The validators will get together, they'll upgrade their softwares, um, and then the chain will start back up again. And uh, when it starts back up, We'll have all of these new shiny new modules ready to go, um, and we'll see which alliances are formed. Uh, so it's a super exciting time. Um, like I said, if you guys were here for Columbus Five, it's kind of like that. That's kind of the feeling I have around it. Uh, so kind of giddy. Yeah, the same. Super awesome. Can I, can I just clarify Evan, my understanding that for, for any and every as alliance asset, that's going to have to have a separate governance vote. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, that'll have to have separate governance votes. And they can happen. I mean, you can do multiple proposals at the same time. Um, so there could be multiple proposals going on. Anyone can submit a proposal um, for uh adding an alliance asset in the alliance documentation it covers how to do that um one thing we're gonna have to think about and i think there are some people that have already thought about this um is which assets we want and then the parameters of that asset and so the major parameters are the reward weight which is what it's basically what percentage of the reward pool do we want going toward each asset? Um, I'm thinking a lot of uh, chains that are going to use the Alliance module, like are going to keep it under one percent, which is still a like a large portion of of that's a that's a large amount of uh, rewards. Um, might be more. Could could be a lot more. I don't know how people are going to use it. So there's the reward weight, and then there's the take rate, which is that tax that I mentioned, um, which can be set at, it doesn't have to be used with LSCs, can be used with anything, doesn't have to be used at all. Um, it's really up to whoever wants to integrate. Um, and then there's another, there's another parameter uh, called the, there's like a reward change rate. So you can set a reward weight to be something, and then you can have it as a, a you can have a change rate and a change rate interval, and so you can if the um, integer is is 
you know, a positive change rate, that means that the amount of the portion of the staking pool given to that alliance asset will increase and they'll see an increase in that reward. And that, and if it's um, negative, then over time, less and less the reward pool will go towards that asset. And so it's a way you can kind of fade in and fade out um, these uh, different alliance assets and their, their staking rewards. Um, That sounds very interesting. I mean, do you have, I mean, theoretically, you described that quite nicely, but is, have you got like a, it's not like a worked example you could sort of talk us through? Like why would, why would um, people want to use that reward change? Yeah, let's say I want to attract, um, I have a new chain. I want to attract users to my chain. Um, I could set that reward weight pretty high to initially try to get um, people interested in my chain. And then over time though, I kind of want to uh, give more of my reward pool to native stakers. So I would set that reward weight initially pretty high. And then as um, you know, people who stake that Alliance asset are getting more and more rewards from in the form of the native asset, um, that will the alliance rewards will kind of taper off, and now you have a lot of people on your chain with your native asset from the high reward rate that was happening. Now it's lower, but you're still on the chain, and now the native asset is getting more and more rewards as that change rate lowers, as less is being allocated to the alliance asset and more is being allocated to the native asset. And so that's one use case. Another one, like you can, you can do it the other way too. Let's say you, you want to slow creep up. Um, and so you want to have that reward change rate um, slowly grow over time. You can set that and that way, you know, your native, native stake pool um, gets a little bit smaller, but a lot of those rewards are attracting new um, new users. Yeah, this is this is absolutely amazing stuff. Yeah. And then and then there's also like you can set minimums and maximums uh, for that. So a reward weight minimum of one with a maximum of three, change rate of um, you know, oh, you know what? I messed up. It's it's not a negative number. If the reward weight is above one, that means the rate is growing. And if it's below one, that means um, it's tending towards zero. It's not a positive negative thing. Sorry, guys. Don't hate me. Just kidding. Uh, not, not, so, not at all. Yeah, no. The, um, the reward weights, max and min, though, Let's say I set it the minimum at one, maximum at three, and I put a change interval of like uh, 1.3 or something like that. You know, it'll grow and grow till it hits that max of three. And that way you don't have a huge, you know, uh, kind of a jarring spike in the 
reward weight. It's kind of a um, allows it to adjust slowly. Hey y'all, huge fan of your work, longtime listener, first time caller here, fan. Hey. Uh, quick question. Like when Game of Alliance was happening, uh-huh. it seemed like you guys went through a lot of the extremes in what the settings could be, and then examining what sort of behaviors people did with their staking. So taking all of that data, do you guys have like kind of a best use? Like, all right, if you're a new chain, here's the settings you might want to roll with and then kind of fade them down a little bit. If you're already a well-established chain, here's, you know, some settings for you guys, or is this just kind of like, here it is, mess with it. And then my other question was about the interface that we saw on Game of Alliance. Mm -hmm. Is that something that will be enabled or was that just for the game specifically because that was really fun and uh, I, that interface worked well I yeah thought. um i think the interface is going to be different i think you're going to be able to do it in station don't like hold me to that because um yeah i think station team is working on that though and i think we're going to see a lot of people come up with their own dashboards things like that and so what the behavior that um, the hypothesis that we had was uh, people are going to unstake and and move around their stakes basically to whatever rewards were most appealing until it reaches an equilibrium point. So with Alliance, if I uh, allocate like one percent of my reward pool to an asset. Um, Basically, what that means is that, uh, let's say, like, a smaller number of people are going to initially stake that alliance asset. But they're getting, that smaller number of people are getting 1% of the total staking rewards. As that number grows, and that's, that'll be a high APR, as that number grows, that APR is going to come down. And so what I think will happen... Um, is we're going to see an equilibrium point where if I'm staking an LSD and there's a take rate equal to the amount that the LSD appreciates, if I'm staking that as an alliance asset, and let's say it's at 16%, currently, like I'm staking it as an alliance asset and it's 50%. That 50% APR is gonna draw more and more people till you reach an equilibrium point where, you know, it's going to be end at around 16%. And so at that, at that point, you've attracted um, a lot of users, and those users are, are getting exposed to your asset. And, uh, you know, they could unstake and go other places too. But uh, this is kind of the reason why I think chains have to be really careful with what reward weights they set um as far as like recommendations i i can't really tell you any i can just say that um like you should be super careful with what you want to do um because it's it seems like this is kind of where like the gamification of the alliances come in, right? Because if you have these chains and they're all talking to each other and they're like, all right, we're going to shuffle all of these stakers in, we're going to start high here and then it'll 
hit the equilibrium and then we'll shuffle everyone to your chain and then you'll shuffle them to the next homies chain and then back around and and it it almost seems like people will keep doing that i know the game was like a, a sped up version of the normal use but that that's kind of what it seemed like we saw in in the game a lot was uh, dgnc big number we stake and then number go down all right we're moving where's the next big number at you know and sometimes probably not even paying attention to those other numbers you mentioned uh the reward weight and the take rates you know just chasing strictly based off uh apy so her api yeah and so there in in the game you know it was a like a hyper sped up version of that because obviously um, you know, staking and unstaking takes whatever that chain's unstaking period is. So on the Terra chain, it's 21 days. Um, so it's not 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, it won't be 24 hours. It's whatever the um, the chain's native assets uh, staking parameters are. Uh, but I think that um. The game of of Alliance really, uh, there was a lot of interesting data um, from that, but it really confirmed like the hypothesis that there will be equilibrium points. Um, uh, obviously, it was like a, a hyper real uh, game that that was there, where things were changing every every few hours. Um, you could unstake. Right. You're not going to, in normal, you see that sort of like governance action, right? Yeah. I mean, there was like multiple props every yeah. day, every, like all the time, it seemed like just to get those changes engaged. Yeah. And I would, I would say that's, that's probably not realistic and, um, probably wouldn't want that to happen because that's just seems too, like too much. But I think like, uh, on a grand scale, you'll see shifts in popularity between chains. Um, but really, it's like, like I said, it's like global trade. So it's about, um, you know, partnerships, offering prices, things like that. Uh, so while... I think there may be some competition around parameters, things like that, people moving. I think what a lot of it will be is people um, getting exposed to a variety of assets and we'll see kind of this, um, you know, the dream of the interchain being realized where it's incentivizing a lot of um, inner blockchain transactions and, uh, kind of like opening global trade and did you and we i mean we kind of saw that with sorry with uh ryan with lion dow and like all of the different DAOs making alliances of sorts and saying all right you stake here send us a few nfts and we'll send you a billion roar or whatever so it seems like between that and this integration like we'll be at that next step of just a lot of cool potential that we don't really know what people use for you yeah it is it is it will be super interesting to see what happens um i think that i mean there are uh you know some of the engineers working on it know a lot more than me about the actual numbers um but i have a good understanding of like globally what's happening uh with alliance but roar 
I'm definitely a uh, I'm a lion head. What what do we call what do you what do we call ourselves in Lion Dao? Uh the the group is the pride. The pride. I'm part of the pride. Um uh <laughs> that was a super cool thing that happened um with Ryan creating Lion Dao and seeing that grow and change. Yeah, and now it's like it's going to be cross chain. It's it's uh he's making different alliances with um different DAOs, different projects. It's super cool to see. I think that Alliance, once it gets going, is going to be kind of like that. It's going to enable a lot of um, activity to happen. So, Evan, um, look, there's one more question I had about Alliance, and perhaps then we can open it up and make it a, a broader conversation or invite some people up for questions. Yeah. And that's, that's just regarding the, um, the potential utility um, to Luna, uh, we are, will, will Luna or Terra get accrue um, some kind of utility or benefit from from Alliance, or or, or will it go the way of IBC and and be a sort of a, a public good, um, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that what it's really about is exposing more users to Luna, and so as we get more users exposed to Luna, the um, the usage of Luna will go up. Um, we'll be attracting more users. We'll be attracting developers too, who want to come and they see a lot of activity happening on our chain. They want to build things on top of Alliance to, um, or that on top of the Alliance usage to, uh, you know, have a place for people to put their Luna or other assets. Um, I do think, you know, I can't, I can't talk about like, price shift or anything like that but i can see the utility to luna um i think will increase this i mean it is sort of a public good thing because it's an open source module so there's nothing hard coded that says like you have to use luna um but i think that a lot of chains will want to have partnerships with terra because we have some of the best um, developers here and some of the best people I want to thank all the listeners right now because you guys are great and you're what makes this community great. Yeah, I, I think that, that sounds if, great. And, um, I mean, yeah, the reputational benefits, I think, in uh, for Terra are going to be excellent too. Um, yeah, sharing public goods, it, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think we... Between this and then if we just tell people not to buy Luna, <laughs> it worked with Roar. It can work with Luna. I think between those two things will be gold. That's true. It can. <laughs> the power of the meme. Do you guys have any questions? Anyone in the audience? Or um, I like I. I got one more quick question yeah. while they're bringing people up. Uh, Evan, frogs or dogs, sir? Ooh, that's oh, that's a hard one. My one of my roommates. Um, she's all about the frog life, but. I have a couple dogs and I think I think I'm more dogs. I think I'm more about the dog life. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I would say maybe even a 50/50 LP split of frogs and dogs, yeah. but I, hey, that, you know, whatever whatever I, floats I would, say, I would say that that's pretty good, yeah. I mean, I I think dogs are um more sociable than frogs, but I You ever lick your dog and get high, Evan? That's true, I don't. Well, no, but not on a recorded call, you guys. 
<laughs> exactly. But yeah, when you said the power of the meme, I, I, I thought of that Pepe token shitcoin that's pumping on ETH right now, and I listened into a little bit of their space because one of the rec gang was in there like, yeah, frogs, not dogs, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, that was their battle cry. It was so funny. That, they're, they're, they have like a personal vendetta against Elon oh now. My, <laughs> it's so funny. Wait, that, that is pretty funny. I didn't even know that's what you were referring to, but now I get it. Um, all good, all good. <laughs> uh, any uh, any questions from the audience? Yeah, if anybody has a question, put your hand up and I'll bring you up straight away. Um, meanwhile, sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry, Rebel. I, I just realized I had my mic on there. You might have heard some construction noises in the background. Um, Evan was saying something earlier, and then... The, the frogs and dogs LP reminded me of it. Um, for like vanilla assets, there's going to be no sort of dev work required to like put a proposal up and just get that going on a line. But say some sort of LP or different sort of token um, was going to be suggested as an alliance asset. I mean, how, how much dev work is going to be required for LPs and stuff like that? You mean just to have it be an alliance asset? Specifically on Terra, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, any any CW20 token um, will work with the alliance module. What if it's not a CW20 token? Um, I mean, then it still could potentially work. Uh, there might have to be some modifications. And there are ways to, like, build things around this where you lock a token up in a protocol and get a, get a token of that NFT or whatever you want um, and then stake that in Alliance. That's not something that um, is actively being worked on, but it is like you, you can think of different use cases where um, like any asset could be used. So Rebel, are you are you thinking kind of what I'm thinking? And you know how like when you stake in Bo over on Kuji, you get those LP tokens as rewards, and then maybe hitting up Eris and setting up an automator that takes those automatically and stakes them with your alliance of choice or, or something like that. Maybe a loop, perhaps. Obviously not loop, but like looping, that sort of thing. <laughs> man, that's what you should do, man. Get that loop in there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm just interested in the different possibilities or potential possibilities of what can and can't be, well, or, or what can what is possible with, with Alliance. I, and I think on a personal level, um, just as with my very small bags, um, I will be interested. I, I mean, I think Terra or our, our, our community, we should be pushing the boundaries of what's possible to show other chains within Cosmos like what can be done with Alliance, so welcoming other assets across and um, sort of forming, forming alliances, forming partnerships. Um, yeah, I, I think really exciting times. Yeah, I think so too. There's a lot of talk about around open, open source software. Um, there's always talk about like, okay, well, why, if it's open source, why aren't people just going to steal it and use it themselves or if other people use it what's the value accrual to you um i think 
open number one open source is really important it, free open source um just in itself and then number two i don't really get worried um just because i know the quality of developers on terra um and on my team and i know that we have something special that like even if others use it uh we still have um our brains and our imaginations and um yeah that's kind of a tangent sorry <laughs> It's, 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 it must be nice to have a brain. I must admit. Yeah, um, honestly, I work. I, the people I work with have way bigger brains than me. Um, I, you know, I just kind of learn about it and write about it, and that's what uh, really excites me. Is like going through someone else's code and understanding things and being like, "Whoa! I how did they?" It always amazes me how complex some things are. And I'm like, how did you figure that out mathematically? Um, I don't know. There's some super cool stuff going on. I think too, like that's that's kind of the same thing about when when you guys are in that tunnel, like building, and you guys are focused on the one thing, and then it takes somebody from like a different perspective to look at it and be like, oh, did you think to do this? And like you didn't because you were so focused on that one thing. Yeah. So once this gets out into the world you're gonna see like what the power of that open source shit is when everybody is like oh and this idea and this idea and that and yeah like once that happens it's gonna take off yeah building upon it yeah it's gonna be um i'm super excited to see what happens i'm 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 very interested to see what happens with regards to the governance votes on this stuff yeah um because like we've had the like the community pool spend and different factions and different opinions and then, then that's been a good debate um but i wonder what the different if, if there will be different sides on this i suppose that the, the assets that are proposed might um be a factor but I, I don't necessarily think there'll be a group voting yes on everything or maybe there will but yeah. i can't see a group voting no on everything either yeah I'm I'm excited. I mean, I'm interested to see uh, people's opinions, which assets going to be first, um, things like that. Things that I I don't know. I'm sure that, I'm sure some people know, but personally, I don't know which assets are going to be first. I'm really excited to see which assets going to be first. What are like what reward weights they're going to have? What the community is going to say about that? What like people are going to say in telegram about it and then the uh ensuing um discussion uh yeah i think it's going to happen in the probably in the next couple of days because the module's going to be live soon um absolutely yeah and I was going to just start talking about validators. I don't know if that's the discussion we want to go down, but <laughs> we, we've gone for an hour. Orbital Command, are you there? Checking, checking. Yeah, I'm here. Anyone from the floor want to come on up, share your thoughts? 
Uh, I got one more question real quick, if Evan has a sec. Uh, have you been paying attention to Polytone at all? And is that something you guys are like looking at or interested in in, in any way? I honestly have not been paying attention to Polytone, but it does sound familiar. Do you want to do you want to describe it real quick? Uh, all I know is that it's called Polytone and everybody uh, is pretty excited about it. I think it's some like EVM kind of gig, but yeah, I don't know. That's, I was just curious if that was something on your guys' radar. I, I've just heard about it a couple of times in passing on uh, some spaces I've caught. So just curious. Yeah, I actually do think I remember seeing some people post about it. I myself am not, I'm not familiar. But if it's something new and something cool, I'm going to check it out. I'll tell you that. Dude, what is with that coming on here, derailing this Alliance space to talk a polytone, man? Um, I have no clue. It was for Evan. Or not Evan. It was for Edwin. I'm sorry. I know he didn't get his oh. chance to show Polygon, so I thought I'd, like, help him out. <laughs> well, listen. I don't even know what him. that is. <laughs> I googled it. It's not. It's not. Not coming up with anything. Definitely a rug. Um. um any other questions? We we hit that. Yeah, Evan. I guess we could. Um, yeah, finish it off with. Um, yeah, with perhaps yeah, anything you can share, just in general about developments in Alliance, Feather, you know, Enterprise, or um, that kind of thing. Yeah. What What can we look forward to? Any Any alpha drops? Always appreciated for this group. Yeah, I think. Okay, so Enterprise just came out with um, an update, and Enterprise, because of um, our great uh, QA engineer Ryan Lyon, um, our uh, who's breaking a bunch of stuff. Um, and finding out new new things, new use cases, uh, enterprise is going to see uh, a lot more development. Um, there's going to be probably some new upgrades coming. I can't. I, I don't know when, but probably very soon for some minor things. And then there's. Uh, I know the team is thinking about where they can go with it. Warp two is something that's kind of um, you know we put out kind of sleeping right now but there are big plans with warp and integrations with some protocols and um you know uh, just myself you can think about like how can we integrate uh warp and alliance and enterprise all like kind of in one symphony of DeFi. uh so there's some pretty exciting things happening stay tuned for um i think Sign will be coming out with a, a medium article on Alliance, and then we'll see some other articles about like potential alliances um, in the coming weeks. Uh, we'll see our first alliance probably relatively soon. I'm trying to think if there's more alpha I can drop. Enterprise docs are probably gonna <laughs> they're gonna get a big uh, overhaul because I've been pretty busy with other things and now i can give them uh, a lot more attention once this once this upgrade is out um so stay tuned the whole team is uh building we've been building like crazy and now we we are at a point where we get to show off these things and see the community use them and um i'd say is keep an eye out because uh 
you're going to be very excited about what's coming. Yeah, that's a brilliant message. I mean, yeah, people really need to hear that TFL is marching on and doing great things, which yeah, we assumed, but it's great to hear you say that, Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm, you know, still here, still building. So, uh, I probably have to go soon if, unless there's like one more question. Again, I apologize. I'm a little bit sick. So I don't know, Finn, if you can edit this so my voice sounds cooler. Edit out the sick. Yeah, I got you. I've been doing the same thing. We're on the tail end of that cold over here. So just fix it in post. We'll be good. Um, we don't have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rebel. No, no. Come on in. No, I was just going to say that we we don't have anybody coming in for questions. But overall, I think that, Evan, you've done a great job to give us an overview of Alliance and, you know, the, the benefits that we can expect from it. And uh, for me, it's like a, a beginner one-on-one uh, just because I haven't been as involved. So, so I think this is perfect that we're recording it and, and Finn's here as well, so you can edit it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the, the exciting part about Terra is happening in the infrastructure, right? In the foundation level. And so if we can get more people to understand it and then creating a, a layer on top of it with entertainment and fun, sort of like what uh, Ryan is doing, uh, I think it would just attract people to come in and explore what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, I want to thank you. Evan, are you? Sorry, are are you the docs DAO or is that a different I, document I DAO on Enterprise? Is that yours? Yeah, that is mine. I kind of made that because I needed to update some docs. So I had to go through the process on the main net, make sure everything's good. Um, and then kind of like around when Lion DAO first came out, I was like, okay, I want to test the distributor, see if it works the way um, I think it works um and the way it's written down and i got to distribute some roar to or some docs tokens to some roar stakers um docs is where i stake those so so don't dump on me i'm going to provide a little lp in astroport and i'm going to tell people not to buy it and we're going to moon this fucker i actually have no more i don't have majority control over governance anymore um Oh no, baby! Don't yeah. say that. Don't say that out loud in hey, public. No, it's, the the DAO is fully fine. It's fully protected. Pay no attention. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> no, it's decentralized now. A lot of people have staked it. Um, uh, Enterprise just got an upgrade, so I put up an upgrade proposal. We'll see if it passed. Um, yeah, Docs DAO. If you want Docs tokens, um, maybe stake to roar and i'll get you i'll distribute some more hola everybody who is this i know an amateur hey nacho don hey come on in how you doing i'm good um very nice evan uh it's a very nice presentation you made today a little bit low energy for me but uh next time you know get a couple <laughs> coffees in you and uh you know ramp it up a little bit i think this is uh <clears throat> worthy of of um getting a little bit more excited for it, but you did a good job. And let me just say this, guys. Like, you know, when I first came into Terra and, you know, I, I sort of saw that, you know, Do Kwan was, uh, you know, 
he was a very interesting character, right? And, um, you know, we, we should all keep him in our thoughts and prayers, as I've tweeted about before. But, um, <clears throat> you know, buying Terra at 30 cents, 20 some cents and, you know, 40 cents or whatever the hell I bought it at. The thing is, there is a lot more going on in Terra today than there was then when I was buying that token. Right. And so I just think that, you know, just keep keep going, keep keep building and, you know, keep strong as a community here. And um, you just really never know what the future holds. And as long as, you know, now that the fags have left the chain, um, you know, now we, we got a good core group of people, builder, influencers and, and so on and so forth uh, to really move this forward. And it's really it should only be up only from here on in. Um, I really love what I heard tonight. Uh, again, thank you uh, for the for the presentation. I don't listen to many of these ever, but um, I'm glad I tuned in tonight. OK, everybody have a good night. And by the way, I really miss Do Kwan. Hey, Nacho. Yeah, thanks for contribution. Um, have have you now got two Twitter accounts? Because I remember there was another one, or is, is Nacho now the proper one? No, the other one's Bruce. Don't put him on the spot. Come on. <laughs> I remember there was a whale one as well. But anyway, it's good to see Nacho going back. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Nacho, and um, yeah, and thanks everybody for for joining this space today. Um, yeah, we plan on having them regularly, like every week. Um, and hopefully alternating between you know, early one and the late one, so we catch yeah you know, some of the people um, in in uh, in Europe um, uh, on some weeks and some in in, uh, in the US as well. But yeah, definitely keeping the theme around Alliance Enterprise Feather and, and things that are happening in in Terra because yeah, I agree, it is pretty exciting. I'm I'm definitely definitely hyped about it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, I'll come back on. Uh, when I'm not sick and I um, will be more high energy. But thank you so much for having me on here. Had a lot of fun. I uh, I got to run. But everyone have a good night or morning or wherever you are. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks, Evan. All right. I think we are closing the space down. Any last thoughts here from Rebel or MB, Ben? There's a new governance proposal going up on Terra. Maybe we should have a little look at that one. And uh, we'll probably discuss that over the next week. What people I, think? I think there's a governance proposal going up or gone up um, to support Terra spaces, which I think we should definitely get behind. Um, and we'll probably host another space very soon to talk about that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's up on Commonwealth, so definitely check it out. I, I miss Doquan probably, I wouldn't say the most, but definitely up there. I cried the whole time I was typing out this proposal, having to beg the community for funds. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you appreciate Terra Spaces, give it a look. If there's any feedback, send it my way. Unless it's negative, then just keep it to yourself. And, uh, yeah, it'll go on chain like in a week or two. So just collecting feedback for now. I appreciate y'all, though. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. We all want to support you, Finn. You're doing great work, mate. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I promise I will teach these guys how to properly end a space uh, if this passes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good night, y'all. Peace. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Orbital Command Alliance Hour, recorded on Wednesday, April 19th, 
2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you're a Luna Staker and you appreciate TerraSpaces, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash vote and vote for our prop. Nice. I'm going to tell you something. When the world starts to get really bad and these mugs out here robbing, you're going to love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning And I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun And then I'm like, one out of a hundred, I'm just building up on it To some of everything we built during the last hundred upsets You're getting salty, feeling faulty, you ain't no man I keep robo here, grinning it, it, throwing up anarchy Smoking toiletries, spitting philosophies Look at the dossier, we rack like geology There's layers to this shit, like it's sedimentary All these little onion peels getting torn off and buried Imagine the smell, that shit is a vital experience Without knowing how you will not survive, period. Uh, he's a fucking trip, man. Jimmy, if you Jimmy, if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death, like on a spaceship alive, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house soon. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons and my dogs, man. You're just a little rat, man. Go on, fuck off, man. Do one. Harmony. No, the wonder you're looking for a fucking job. You fucking idiot. You've just been fucking up with this. Fuck off. Try to change the course of the portion philosophy. I'm just here for the corporation sponsored lobotomy. Feels like I won the lottery, like I'm ghosting this pottery. Chill, Demi. Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting. If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle. You would try to train your muscle. Air dropping like a fatal hustle, but the pay is busting. Think of all the loss of crew just to pick up off the tricky custom. I figured all those sub downs would make up for something. I guess it just goes to show the fuck do I know? At least it's quiet over here. I like my little silo. It's better than watching them fight over how to divide my time between. Sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and Moldy shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash phone bang, they feeling like paparazzi Snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, meteor, a jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We wrapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relayers Imagine the smell, five dollar wrench to your Darth Vader It's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance That everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack. We know who all the validators are. We know, we know where, where they live. And we're, and we're going to their house. We're going to their house. We have a big range. And we will attack them at the range. And then we will take their validator node physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right, so this is an extension of the, the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, Balaclava, and they have wrench, and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh, in the shower with, you know, with trying to wash their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we, uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard. And then they say, stop, don't do that again. And we say, that's okay. 
Just give us your validator note, and then they give it to us, and we drive it to China. Channel Spaces.